PR Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young on the floor of the Athletes in Cannabis Conference here in Newark, New Jersey. That's where I've been over the last couple of days, and I'm meeting some great people, resurrecting and rekindling friendships and people that I've met over the last few years on the cannabis beat, if you will. Uh, Joining me is James Oakes. He's with Upwise Capital. And you know, in the cannabis space, everybody in this business is looking for capital, investment capital, convertible debt notes, all the different ways to actually start up a company in the industry of cannabis. James, mm-hmm. how challenging has it been for you guys not mm-hmm. to find the right mix, but to just be all things to all people who need right. the money? Right. Well, it's interesting, right? We come from out of the alternative uh, banking space, mm-hmm. all of us, and uh, we're very passionate about cannabis. And well, through our family experiences, you know, my own father, our CEO, his grandmother. So we've seen the product and how it can help people. Uh, and we became, uh, we were like, wanted to be the number one marketplace for the cannabis industry, right? And we are now. If you Google Upwise Capital, we're going to come up at number one, right? Uh, we do about uh, $10 billion on our own balance sheet of working capital. Uh, plus, then we have about 250 different banks, private money, hedge funds uh, that we do uh, for, uh, you know, uh, equipment financing, for, uh, you know, purchase order financing, real estates, pretty much whatever you would need in the space. Right. Right. And and it's all about risk reward when it comes to an investment. Am I correct? Everybody who gets into it wants to know what that ROI is. Here's one of my biggest questions for you. It is a slow-moving startup billion-dollar industry, right? Am I right? Yes. Okay. So how do you judge what is going to be a good risk for that return on the investment? Is it all based on future projections of what's going on, or is it what... How have you been now? What What's your revenue? What's your burn rate now? Sure. Well, it's a number of things, right? Underwriting looks at all. And it's also state to state. I mean, it's very different in California. It's having a lot of problems, whereas now in the Northeast is really learning from those mistakes. And so uh, Massachusetts is a wonderful market. Michigan is a wonderful market right now. And so it, it's evolving. It's evolving all the time. And so, so sure, we will do revenue-based uh, loans that we do in-house as well, and uh, but also people for startup. You know, real estate really is a big thing. And what we do is we lend on as completed uh, cannabis evaluation rather than straight ahead real estate. So, you know, what your business will be worth once it's all set up with HVAC and grow facility and everything else, it's worth a lot more than just, you know, an empty, broken down warehouse. And, you know, you've got the plant touching part of the industry. Yes. And you've got the ancillary part of the industry, like a media company, for instance. Um, Do you look at them both in the same way or because there's more comparables now on the plant side of things, does that make it a little easier to figure out what is a good investment, what is Right. Well, and everything's different. I mean, we, we work with everybody in this space, right? And a lot of people who... Uh, you know, who are, whether they're uh, real estate people or uh, lawyers or insurance, we also work, have a referral program with them. So people bring us all of their deals and then they, you know, they'll share in the revenue, right? Even just here's a name and a number and, and go for it. We did one recently uh, that I did was, uh, you know, $12 million and somebody just gave me a name and a number and he made a, you know, 
a good amount of money. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know people like that for yes. sure. And, and, you know, but here's the thing about this industry. You know, everybody thinks you get into it, you're going to make a million dollars like right. tomorrow. Right. It is not going to happen tomorrow. And right. in fact, uh, my buddy Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net, I give him a credit all the time. He brought up a great point that I believe it was 43% of the existing cannabis businesses are the are only they're the only 43 percent are profitable now which if you do the math that means 57 percent is not it's not profitable okay and we all know that it's still cannabis 2.0 kind of you know mm -hmm. we're at the toddler stage as opposed to the infancy i think is a good analogy yes. is that right yes so but the future still bodes bright and here in new jersey and here in new york and connecticut mm -hmm. the tri-state area mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there who believe if you just focus on those three states' markets as they evolve, yes. there's great opportunity. There's huge opportunity here. And and I think it's the I think this year is gonna be very interesting. Well, the next couple of years. I think when when I was actually in Washington, DC, oddly enough, on vac on vacation and I uh, with my wife and child and we went to the Capitol and they were just as they were coming out, they voted to the decriminalization or starting to for the, the Moore Act, I believe it's right. called. It's been passed twice, but passed twice. and of course it yeah. never gets to the Senate. And we can get into that another time. Right, right. That's a whole other <laughs> issue. But um, I think once, you know, once we see, you know, cannabis being eventually, which will be take, taken off uh, off the list of, as a as a, as, the, uh, as a dangerous substance, uh, then that's going to, it's going to change things a lot. And I, I, I'm hearing that could actually happen, uh, knock on wood, wherever this is, uh, very soon. Right. Well, they did sneak the Safe Banking Act amendment into an, another bill in the Senate this past week. Yes. So there, there seems they really there are people in Washington D.C. want to get something done. I think they recognize. Look, Clarence Thomas. Let's not get into the Supreme Court other things, but <laughs> Clarence Thomas, okay, did point out that the federal laws and the state laws are not in sync with each other, to say the least. Right. And that I thought was a very big thing. Nothing's happened since, but still. Yeah. It was a very good point, and it made sense to people. Yes. Are we seeing a normalization? Are we seeing the stigma at least starting to break down a little bit? I absolutely think so. And, and uh, you're going to see that more and more. Like, I live in Queens, and I went to a neighborhood street market, and there was a lovely woman and her daughter who had set up a table, and they were selling weed, yeah. right? And I was with my seven-year-old son, and I'm like, look at that little... You know, the bud isn't that pretty with all the different colors and stuff. And he's just rolls his eyes. Oh, dad, like it's so uncool. Right. So the cannabis is uncool to the kids because it's what the adults do. It's their medical thing and right. what they, you know, do with their friends. And I think there's been studies in countries where it's been legalization. I think like teenagers don't they, they're not interested. In it. Well, Colorado is a perfect yeah. example that youth use of cannabis has gone down since legalization. And to me, that should shut up a lot of people who continue to say, what about the kids? I'm like, right. you know what? Because you accept it as an adult, as an adult activity, the kids don't want to sneak around and, and do it anymore. Yes. Right? Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kids do anything that your parents do. It's uncool. Forget it. Right. Exactly. Use that. Use that to the advantage. And you can. And the beautiful thing I, I talk about this all the time, because I really do want to talk to parent teacher organizations about how to talk to your kids about weed, because if you do that and you make it the conversation about all adult activities, sex, drugs and rock and roll, baby, you could talk to your kids about that. They'll laugh at you. Yes. All right. But it, it will get you'll communicate it 
to your kids, as opposed to when I was growing up, I snuck around and snuck into the alcohol cabinet and I snuck around and, you know, I got sick on beer, like three beers. I found out later I'm allergic to hops, so I couldn't drink beer. So I turned to weed. I turned to weed at a very early age and it helped me with my ADHD. Now, some people may say it hasn't helped you later in life, Jimmy, but that's another story. Um, So I do think that the future bodes well Mm -hmm. for the educational process of the youth of America through this acceptance in our society as another adult product. Well, yeah, and that's something that we want to get into is the education as well and to help people, particularly people in minority communities who've been devastated by the war on drugs forever and and we're seeing, you know, and now, you know, families have been destroyed and now they're, you know, through, through... the legacy uh, laws they're getting you know here in the north northeast they're able to open up uh dispensaries and whatnot which is which is great which is wonderful but all of the people's lives who have been ruined because of this nonsense which i think originally started because one guy in an administration and then way back and whenever it was the early 1800s was racist and decided well black and brown people are smoking pot so let's make it illegal it was 1920s and 30s and it was yes it was and it was a guy named harry anslinger who was a racist and was the first head of the dea and he was also funded by some guys with the last names of carnegie mellon and dupont (laughs) just saying okay that being said we're laughing about this the money the almighty dollar Yes. was controlled by that group of people at that time, and they dictated yep. the um, reefer madness. They're the ones yep. who funded reefer madness. They're the ones who fed it, right? Yep. And now, here we are, about 100-odd years later, 80 years yep. later anyway, trying to undo that. Yep. And you know how deep systematic racism is yep. in this country. You guys are in a position to impact that. Does that help you understand that, wow, we really have a, a, a charge, a mission to give those that have been most impacted by the failed war on drugs an opportunity yes. to get access to capital and to work for a living changing the world. Yeah. So uh, we're all about ed- education and we're the, we say we're the wise, transparent choice, right, in funding. We would really love to show people who have been impacted how to get funding correctly and not you know get the predatory loans that have been, that also have been out there for years and years and years but to really show people how they can use this money turn it around make a profit for themselves you know the upwise yes. way to make it happen yes the upwise our wise our owl who is a, i don't know if he, he is a name now he was named on on instagram it's owl pacino <laughs> so there you that. go. Yeah. Pacino was one of my favorite. Still is yeah. one of my favorite actors. Hua, Hua. That's right. Absolutely. And he was Serpico, which I think yeah. I saw probably fifty times. Yes. You know, yeah. One of my favorite movies. So yeah. James, great talking with you, Always man. Always a pleasure, Jimmy. You know, and uh, I look forward to talking with you guys yeah. more. And uh, hopefully, we all get to work together because yes. that's what this plant is all about: is getting the world to work together as one. So for James, I'm Jimmy. That'll do it for another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young from the floor of the Athletes in Cannabis Conference here in Newark, New Jersey. James, did you know that, a little trivia question, do you know what my place of birth is? Uh, I know it's Massachusetts, I'm gonna guess Newton, Mass. That's where I lived, but I was born in Newark, New Jersey oh, in 1957, and my parents gave me Newton at age four. Needless to say, I yeah. wor- it worked out pretty well for me. Yeah. I gotta admit that. Hey, great talking with you, and remember everybody, it's a whole new world of weed out there. 
use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks yeah. for listening. Hey, you want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It has everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first.